Hey, Coral. What's up? I am just recording the Girls Just Wanna Have Fun podcast. Yeah. We are back for another episode, and we are so excited. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining um, and listening to us, even after all these (laughs) dumb things that we've said. (laughs) Yeah, we hope that you're getting more of an insight into who we are, and hopefully you're getting something out of this podcast that has brought you something into something good into your life and something valuable that you didn't realize before yeah whether whether it's advice or new perspective or a laugh yeah a laugh that's always something good to get out of podcast (laughs) so that's what we hope you're getting out of this we are it's currently 1 a.m and i feel like this is when we do our best work so get ready (laughs) ready this could be a good one we might encounter some sleepy ha-has if you're not sure what that that is that's just when it gets to a point of the night where you're just so tired that you just everything is so funny a little loopy a little loopy loopy and we are good at that um really good at that mary might ask to play patty cake or something else ridiculous (laughs) yeah so who knows what could happen in this episode? Who knows what could happen? Stay tuned. Buckle up. Buckle yeah. up. You're in for a wild ride. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about life as a competition dancer. Oh, yeah. Both of us know pretty well because we did in high school, in middle yep. school. Um, but before yeah. that, we get into our favorites of the week. <laughs> all Um, right what's your favorite of the week so my favorite of the week is a food shocker so this week for my family for dinner one night i made roasted potatoes and to go with it i think i was like we need some kind of sauce or something to go with it i don't want to just use ketchup because you know we're we're fancy we're gonna we need better than ketchup so (laughs) i made a homemade better than ketchup Hashtag better than ketchup. <laughs> yeah, use it. Um, so yeah. we, I made a homemade, I guess it was an aioli, or it could have just been a dipping sauce. I don't know. We called it an aioli. I shouldn't have called it an aioli because my whole family was like, aioli, what, what, what? And like they couldn't, they kept saying aioli. And I was like, all right, we're not saying it anymore. Okay, just the sauce now. Just the sauce. But it was Greek yogurt, mayonnaise, and lemon juice, and spices. And it was so good. We had it with potatoes and we had grilled chicken. That sounds so good. good. And then the next day we had leftover chicken and some of the sauce. So I made grilled chicken tacos Mm -hmm. with aioli on it and avocado and tomatoes. Mm. It was good. Y'all, if you want to see this, uh, go to at Sprinkling of Health on Instagram. She always posts. It's delicious. Yes, follow me, please. (laughs) On some good deals. Oh, yes. There's some discount codes. So follow me. And you got a website? <laughs> yeah, I have a website, sprinklingofhealth.com. Yeah. Shout out. Give me a follow. Yeah. Let me know what you think. What you think? <laughs> Luke, what is your favorite of the week? My favorite of the week also involves food. It Ooh. is First Watch. Oh, yeah. Our absolute fave. Um, you know what First Watch is? It's a restaurant. You live behind a rock? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's not everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's delicious. It has breakfast and lunch and brunch, coffee, drinks, um, etc. So I love to go there for a good brunch. Yes. And today I had a salad that had chicken and bacon and some sort of sauce. It's delicious. Mm. But we love going there. Mary, when Mary came to visit, it was the first time you had ever been to First Watch, right? Yeah. And I'd only gone once before. But we went. I was like, Mary, I should take you. We should go to this place because I think you would really like it. And we went and we were both obsessed. And we went every single day she was here. <laughs> the staff recognized us. Because <laughs> we had to try everything. Right. So we'd each get an entree and split it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then uh, our favorite is the lemon ricotta pancakes. Yes, the lemon ricotta pancakes. So good. <sighs> and um, 
when you sign up, when you put your email for their rewards club or something, you get a buy one, get one free meal. So <laughs> I think we went four days in a row or five days. I'm not sure. But me and Luke kind of finessed the system because we both have our, you know, Gmail email and then we have our school email. So we would put each email in and then we would just split the cost of one meal and we just took turns doing that. Or I don't think we even split it. We just took turns paying because we just went every day. Yep. Um, so we were able to only pay for one entree the whole time we were in Florida. Are we in trouble? <laughs> Maybe that's why we weren't invited to the secret meetings. <laughs> Guys, they have secret meetings. I'm telling secret you. We're, yeah, we're debunking a conspiracy about first why they have secret <laughs> meetings. Yeah, we, we in Florida, we would drive... We wouldn't purposely drive by First Watch at night. We just happened to drive by. <laughs> and there were people sitting outside. And they closed at like 2 o'clock. It's a breakfast and lunch place. Uh-huh. And we were furious. We were screaming out the window. We were... <laughs> well, because at, at first we, we said, what's going on? It's 8 o'clock. Why are there people sitting outside? How dare they? This is our, this is our place. Our and place. the next day, we drove, we drove past again. And they were still there. Okay, again. <laughs> we decided that there was some secret meeting that we were invited to so we we yelled at them right i should drive by and see if that's happening you should put an end to it quick pause to the podcast yeah guys i'm gonna take you in my car and we're gonna drive out (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i love it your favorites those are our favorites of the week so now we're gonna get into our episode and as we said we're talking about life as a competition kid which is going to be a good episode and a really good contrast to our previous episode, a few episodes back, we talked about life as a dance major in college. Mm-hmm. And you cannot get more different, I feel like, Very different. dance. So I think this will be a fun contrast for people to see. Because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if people listening are in the competition world or were in the competition world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's a fun topic and something we have a lot of experience with. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, about the dance major, for sure, so many differences, but also some similarities that yeah. if you are a dance major, maybe you're never a competition kid, you might relate to. But yeah. also, um, maybe you'll find similarities to other competitive things that you do, whether it be sports or, like, even in high school, we did some, like, vocal competitions, choir competitions, <laughs> and I even noticed similarities and, yeah. um, or just things from dance competitions that helps me with the choir competitions, you know, et cetera, yeah. vice versa. Um, but right now we're talking about dance. We can dance sing to you a later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has to warm up his vocal cords before the choir. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, what got you started competition, Mary? Why... Why did you start competing? Was it you started dancing and you went right into competition or was it a few years? It was a few years. So I know a lot of people start competing when they're minis and when they're, you know, four or five years old. Oh, yeah. That was not a thing at my studio. It's a I went to a smaller studio. We weren't totally it wasn't I wouldn't call it a competition studio. It was more ballet based. And yeah, my owners danced in a professional ballet company, but when I was in fourth grade, I saw a few people that I knew join, not really even knew. I didn't just that I, you know, they were my age. And I said to my mom, you know, I really want to join competition. I think I could do it. And I auditioned and I got in and I was so excited and I started competing Yeah, yeah in fourth grade. And it's so funny because I was so shy and I like did not talk to anyone, which is so funny. And me and one of my best friend still alexa if you're listening hey Hey. Um, we were both so shy we started the same year she's a year older than me though we started the same year and we were both so shy we didn't even talk to each other we just you know sat and in quiet and didn't even speak and then we had a trio two years later and that's when we we became good friends (laughs) but oh and now you're so close yeah so that's so sweet. First takeaway, competition, you will meet some of your best friends that you'll have forever. True. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I started in fourth grade, and I continued all the way through my senior year of high school, and 
that was I yeah loved it how about you Luke I had a similar start I um started when I first started at my at the studio that I was at there was no competition team Mm. they did one competition every year but it was the studio who went it wasn't a specific team and it was a local competition but other than that I didn't compete so I started that in sixth grade we all went to this local competition it was so fun I loved that because it was at a local hotel um you see all the other studios from around yeah and it was nice it was so I was so nerve like nerve-wracking like but it was it was really fun yeah um but then my seventh grade year they started a company so I started dancing in fourth grade so then up in the time when I was in seventh grade they started a dance company that would travel like or not travel kind of travel do competitions um so they asked people to be part of it the first year we got like we got letters in the mail or something yeah asking us to be part of it they were we're starting a competition team would you want to start it uh or be be in be on it so i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh I was so excited, so excited, because I had watched Dance Moms, of course, and I was, oh yeah, um, and so I was like, this is amazing, which it was, you know, yeah, I was very excited, and so of course I did it, and then, yeah, and it was, like, we were really close, my team, so I was like, really, those were really good memories, like, Mm -hmm. especially, um, traveling and just, like, dancing with all them, it was super fun, and, like, competing, yeah, Um, and then after two years of that, I switched studios and went to another studio that was also a competition studio um, with a similar experience. We would audition for, you had to audition every year. And there was like teen, senior, teen elite, senior elite, a bunch of different teams. Um, so yeah, we traveled around with them, went to local competitions. Um, it was fun. But there are downsides, major, major downsides, for sure. Um, which we'll get into, yeah. Which we'll get into, yeah. So that was that's our background into competition dance. Yeah. And now we're going to discuss kind of what a typical day looked like at a competition. And then I think we could also talk about, you know, leading up to competing, what the rehearsal process was kind of like mm. how often you rehearsed um and how you get ready for the stage too when you're there yeah so i guess we'll start with the preparation leading up to competition mm-hmm. when did you guys so okay how many dances would you compete with at a competition okay so that days? yeah that depended on i'm going to talk about the student that's in high school yeah um because that's like the most recent thing uh that depended on you how many you wanted to audition for. It was like a class, so you you paid for each for each dance that you can that you were part of. Um, but it was required for everyone to be on the jazz on a jazz team, and in lyrical. I don't think. That? I, know, I think production, a production which is like an extended uh, group of, of, of people. Um, so you had to be in both of those and then everything else could kind of do whatever but also if you wanted to do a solo or a duet you also had to be in those so yeah so we had that many dances and then we would do them at each competition I know like sometimes other studios would only send certain dances to competitions but we for the most part sent all of the groups to competitions unless um if your studio wasn't going to a competition, you could still send a solo or a duet if you were just going along. Mm-hmm. What about you? How many dances? We, I, I mean, I've seen people go, yeah, with so many dances, like, you know, 15. Oh my gosh. I, just, I don't understand that. We definitely kept it on the smaller side because we were a smaller studio, but we always had a tap, a jazz, a contemporary or lyrical piece. I started doing solos in high school and then... Some years, yeah, you'd have a duet, a trio, a small group, um, stuff like that. So normally, like, four to five dances, I would say, mm-hmm. um, in a competition. So not too bad. And we started rehearsing in September or October. 
I wish we started earlier. I know a lot of places start earlier, which I think is beneficial. Yeah, that was kind of late. Yeah, I yeah, that's something I didn't really enjoy about my <laughs> upbringing. But yeah, we started late, which I don't think was good because competition season really starts. You know, ours started the end of February. Yeah. So that's not too much time to prepare. No, because like for us, we would have rehearsal once a week for each dance. So yeah. for our lyrical dance, we would have rehearsal every Thursday for like 30 minutes usually. Um, and then be expected to work on it out of class and then come in like to add on. So it took usually up until they would try to finish their dances by uh, Thanksgiving. If they finished their dance by Thanksgiving, it was it was a good, good year. Like they were like, yeah. yes, like woohoo, because it's hard to you know, get a big group of people together and yeah. That's so then after Thanksgiving break we would clean it for like mm-hmm. until yeah, February. Yeah. Yeah, we learned our dances and maybe a few two, three rehearsals and then yeah, we would just clean it after that and then <laughs> cleaning was the word. Oh I hated it. It it gets messy. Like I'm I mean me- the dance itself, yes, is messy, but I think messy between the people. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> this, is gonna be a, this is gonna be a little um cat not no we're we're not catty no. but <laughs> just some hard feelings <laughs> some uh, I was feelings I was the kid who was very um <laughs> I'm still this kid where if I notice like one of my counterparts doing something that I think is like wrong <laughs> say, say that there's something that the teacher clarified a few times and i think and i notice that someone else is doing it differently like um as a mistake mm-hmm. i'll ask the teacher yes hey, what's this i yes me too and then my counterpart then I, won't get the hint they won't get the hint but they'll also think that i'm um like, they'll be like, Luke, why don't you know that? <laughs> right. No. Yeah. There's a better way to go about that. To, to like, hey, like, I, I I just remember, like, I think she said this for this part. Like, I, maybe you just, like, for, like, you know. Right. But there, there were also times where I would be like, that's wrong. And that's not how you do it. That's not how you yeah, go. It, it. it gets hard because I think, yeah, when you're learning a dance, it could easily directions from the teacher can easily get misconstrued and people can hear it differently and right. you know you interpret things differently so when it comes to cleaning everyone kind of has a different view in their mind of what a step is and we have you know 10 people in a room fighting not fighting but you know half the class thinks it's this and half the class thinks it's that it yeah it gets a little heated sometimes to say the least and yeah, I'm guilty as well of if I see someone doing something wrong, I will ask a question and say, what is this step in the hopes of that person will listen and hear it. Talking the- right. They're not even listening. And you're like, all right, so I just asked a question and I look stupid <laughs> and they didn't even listen. They're still going to continue to do it wrong. <laughs> and you can't ask the question again because then you're just really stupid. <laughs> yeah. So the rehearsal processes were a little, they were fun. But they were fun. I think I think that's one thing that the competition really taught me is how to be a, a working team. Yeah. Take responsibility for things when you mess up and how to let someone know in a respectful way mm-hmm. um things that we can do better as a team or like how they can pull their weight or like, hey, like I don't know if you like just reminding you of this, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Important to do that. Um because also a lot of times with with dance, like sometimes we'd be doing these crazy like tricks. Like the competitions like are a lot about the tricks. They love the tricks. There are people flying over my head and they're like up in the sky, like it's a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot. People weren't on the same page or if people were, you know, um, yeah. also me, like I would talk all the time in class and like yeah. off and like I've had to have people be like, you need to pay attention. Like, this, someone could get hurt? Yeah. So yeah. just like, how to pull your weight, how to be a team, team yeah. player. Definitely. All right. So that is, so now we've got, we've covered 
leading up to the competition and now we are at the competition right so we're ready the dance is clean the day is you we've been looking forward to this day because you know comp is life competition is life life when you're in that life you're wearing your jacket at school oh yes because you're about to leave school early to go right right yeah a lot of times you have to leave school early you know hashtag dance before school (laughs) (laughs) well listen to this listen to this high school yeah in high school because i used to leave all the time for like competitions or auditions whatever yeah leaving and leading up to high school i could always say the reason like dance on the excuse but then in high school it wasn't an eligible excuse so they make sense they wouldn't excuse me. And so my mom, I remember, like, asked my principal and say, hey, like, what, like, what's up? Like, is there anything that we can do? And he was, he told us to lie. He was like, just say, you have a doctor's appointment or something. <laughs> That's so <laughs> So that was- Yeah, I've definitely been there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you leave early. Okay, so, so, so we're leaving early. We go to school or we go to competition. Right. What happens when you, what happens when you get there? what day is it is it like a friday night it's like a friday night okay you're getting to the competition you get you see all your friends you get so excited because honestly okay when you're in competition those girls or guys that you're dancing with they are your best friends yeah because you spend so much time together and i really believe that dance friends just connect on a different level yeah then from school i don't know i just I've made all of, uh, most of my best friends through dance. Yeah, because like yeah, dancers are so. Um, it's open. Open, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're. It's really vulnerable, like what we do. Right. Yeah. Expressing through our bodies, like that's a really yeah. cool thing. And also, when you're in high school, there's a lot of changes going on in your bodies, in your hormones, in your social life. So mm-hmm. you're like going through it all together, you know. Yeah. So, you see your best friends at the hotel. You're so excited. Uh, yeah. You go out so, to eat with the you moms. Go, you eat, like, a huge Italian, like, you have, yeah. like, meatballs and lasagna. And then right. Dance, but it's, like, fine. Go out for ice cream. Yeah. Dessert always. Dessert always. And on stage. And you get on stage. Kill <laughs> it. Kill it. Okay, so, so what's the process of warming up for your solo? Mm, you're about okay. to go on stage you're you're in your your rhinestoned everything mm-hmm. was rhinestoned competition oh, yeah. Yeah. like my competition my my studio love is up. more rhinestones the better so yeah. you're rhinestoned up your hair is up in the bun how do you get ready for your solo looking back i wish i warmed up better <laughs> I like i know a lot more about my body now than i did in high school but i would usually do my jazz teacher's warm-up because that really got me warm. Mm. I would do that, but I never would run through my dance before I competed, mm. which I kind of wish I did, because I feel like that would have just gotten it into my body a little. I would rehearse a few, you know, like some turns and things like that. Yeah. But I never would run through. I would, yeah, I don't know. I was, I was similar. Yeah. I don't know. I think when you know the dance and you're about to go on stage, running it one time before it, you know, if you know, if you don't know the dance before you're gonna go on stage, you're not gonna know it <laughs> when you run it one time. Okay? Like, it's not gonna do much for you. It's not gonna do much. It. I would, if I knew I had a lot of things to work on that I was thinking right. before, I would go through them. Yeah. But yeah, I liked to experience it freshly on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is also kind of still true for like as a dance major, you know. Yeah. Do like a certain few things, like oh, like I need to. I should do this before yeah. I go on, but yeah. Something that's important. So you just warmed up. You did your solo. You killed you it. Killed it. Let's okay. talk about let's talk about being on stage. Okay, yeah, that's good. So you're on stage. First of all, you walk out and they take forever to start your music. Probably. Right. Sometimes they play the wrong song. Yeah. Someone else's music. Anyway, you're on stage. I used to love like going backstage for my friend solos and watching from backstage yes. being so obnoxious and screaming and like yes. some of my friends were like stop i hate like that gets me out of the mood but some of them loved it so i'd always be yeah. screaming and i loved when people 
were like watching like my solo or me dance kind of anything and I would like watch see them backstage and just see like that support was so oh I love that that was so sweet to, like, sense kind of, of family and community yeah like to know that they're there for you and like watching in the wings yeah was yeah, really, really sweet yeah the feeling on stage is great honestly I don't when I'm on stage I don't remember it after like it's not I don't know I feel like it's something that I'm not I feel like I'm not there when I'm on stage yeah I feel like it happens so fast especially with my solo I guess it just kind of happens and you don't even you're not thinking because by that point hopefully you've rehearsed so much that your dance is just muscle memory and you don't even have to think about what step comes next it just kind of it just kind of flows and I think I mean of course the more competitions you do the better it gets you know the first one is always kind of rough for me oh yeah and then it get better as you go on just because you get you know more comfortable on stage and you see what parts you can play with and stuff like that but yeah by that point you're just enjoying it yeah so yeah just it just kind of yeah i just kind of went on did my thing and then i would get off and be like i hope it was good like no you know you you can tell when you have a good performance Ooh, yeah. you come off you know it would either you killed it or either that was bad <laughs> or either you, i should run into the bathroom and cry there were okay so i <laughs> when i would get off stage after my solo i would be so like <laughs> well usually i'd be i would have a positive attitude because i did it you know, good job. Like I had fun. It was never, per- it's never going to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to be perfect, mm-hmm. but it was usually like, you know, I found this in it or I enjoyed this about it, but sometimes I would get so nitpicky and so upset over mistakes. Um, and that's, I think maybe we should start talking about how mm-hmm. the competition dance scene is anxiety inducing because for sure it's so i would be so particular like about technique about movement quality about all these things that you're being judged on um and it would a lot oftentimes get in the way of enjoying the performance and like what dance is supposed to be about like dance is supposed to be about so many other things not judgment not um how x your y is or how you know like it's not supposed to be about that um and so i think the intention of of a lot of competition dance is to get feedback and to help improve which is awesome but um sometimes it cannot be seen from that light or sometimes it cannot be in that light at all where it's just like here's a score sheet and here's you whereas like dance is a lot more than that so i'd be super anxious about oh my gosh, well, like, I need to get, I need to be, I need to have my muscles in the exact same place as they were yesterday so that they can fire and get me on my leg here. Mm-hmm. But it's like, my body's different every single day. Yeah. Things are different every single day. And so I would get off stage and I'd be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so bad. And like, like, I, like, I can't have a do-over. And now like, like, I'm going to get these award. And like, if my award isn't as good as I want it to be, then I'm going to like, the next time I get an award, better be better. And it's like, then it's like, you're only as good as your last performance, as Abby Lee used to always say. So then it's like, well, until the next time I go to competition, I'm, I'm, I am have to, you know, it's like, yeah, so, so much. Um, so yeah, I definitely felt a lot of anxiety with like being perfect, which is so kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also something that I'm still working with, like as a dancer, um, now i think it's less so like i felt kind of a freedom when i went to school in that we had a lot more performances and we were doing a lot of different things um and so i was there was a time where i was just like wow like i literally felt nothing before going on stage where i was just no nerves or anything um Mm -hmm. and now i'm starting to like find a better balance of like a little bit of nerves but not in a bad way like a healthy way um but yeah like there's so many times where i'm like really beat myself up because I messed something up or I whatever. Um, and that's just like perfectionist culture, which I don't agree with. And it's not very healthy. And it's important to remember that it's okay to not 
you know, hit everything on the head. So yes. That's my spiel. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's interesting and a really good point, I think, because I feel like I kind of had the opposite. I really didn't get anxious. Really? I didn't really get, I mean, of course, I got nervous before going on stage, but it was more of a fun nervous. It was kind Mm -hmm. of like the jitters, the, you know, before you go on stage, but I never got anxious, I think, about getting a certain spot. I didn't really care I guess I don't know it was never I mean of course I wanted to do well and prove that I was you know a good dancer but mm-hmm. I don't know I didn't really get anxious I got more anxious at conventions with mm-hmm. classes and auditioning with scholarships I remember one year it was my sophomore junior year it was an audition combo and my teachers were in the room and I don't know why it made me so nervous and I totally mm-hmm. blanked and just it was my group going. I just totally blanked and forgot it. And like, I was mortified. And I remember I was like crying after. Hmm. And like that, like that would bring me anxiety, but not competing. I think competing was just more, I don't know. It didn't really, yeah, it didn't bring me anxiety, which is good, I guess, but That's kind of good. bad. Can you um, talk more about convention? Well, yeah. Maybe, like we can explain. Um, what that's yeah. like, what the audition is like, and yeah. what classes are like. So conventions are normally a three-day event. Normally Friday night is competition, then Saturday is Sunday. All day are classes from, you know, oh. 8 a.m. Okay. to 3 o'clock, and then from maybe 4 o'clock on is competition. 4 o'clock so to like 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it's a full weekend thing. You're totally exhausted after your feet hurt everything hurts but it's so much fun and yeah so all day you're in class and normally the second day you learn an audition combo and you perform it and they choose people and give them scholarships or you know whatever so yeah that always kind of brought me a little bit of anxiety but Mm -hmm. what okay let's talk about the classes that are in conventions what are your thoughts luke Okay, so, um, yeah, when I was younger, loved convention. Mm-hmm. Like, loved going to convention and taking the classes. Um, they expose you to some really well-known choreographers, which I think yeah. is great. Um, in a lot of times the commercial world, but also I've gotten exposure to a lot um, in the concert world, which is, like, really, really cool. Um so I'm going to like speak generally because every competition is different, but generally there's, uh, you wake up so early. Oh, it's so early. And you so go to bed so late too. So you go to bed so late. Yeah. Cause you're hanging out with your friends in the hotel, yeah. which that is one of the best so parts. Yeah. Being with your friends in the hotel, hanging out, like so fun. But so then you wake up, I, I would wake up at like six or something. Mm-hmm which is unthinkable for me now. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Um, get down, the welcoming is at seven, the welcome gathering mm-hmm. thing. And they have like music blasting and there's like kids running around and they're like dance clothes and their buns and stuff. And- yeah, and they're like doing their stretches and like, oh my gosh. And you're just like, when you're younger, you're all about it. You are into it. You have to be in the front and you have to be stretching your leg over your head or else you're nobody okay nobody nobody but then like if you're like me um and you get old like when you're when i was like a senior i would like walk in in my pajamas and be like <laughs> we'd look at each other and be like what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> probably not the best attitude to have um but you know anyway yeah not the best attitude to have i wish i was a little more optimistic but so you have the welcome rally and it's a, it's it's wild. There's like I said, people screaming, the faculty comes out. They're they're like celebrities. Like I would say they're kind of like celebrities. Um, so they come out, it's really cool. And then you go to your first class, you split into mini room, junior room, teen room, senior room, um, in that order of age. And then there's like seven class six or seven classes a day. Ballet, <laughs> like a maybe like contemporary jazz hip-hop maybe you have such a fly yeah there's like a fly 
Okay. Right, on, okay, on Zoom, Luke, literally in the middle of conversation, just, like, caught a fly. A I'm bit. really good. I'm a pro. That's a, that was that so was casual. A... I'm sorry. <laughs> one, time I was at, one time I was somewhere, and there was, like, a giant fly buzzing around. And I was like... <laughs> and everyone was like... Amazing. But, um, sometimes I don't do it. Anyway, so... Yeah, sometimes you'll have like a musical theater class, um, tap class, um, hip hop, hip hop. So then you have a few classes. You usually have a teacher like once a weekend. Maybe sometimes you'll have them twice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you do your classes for the day, and then you compete at night, and then you come back the next day, and then usually. It depends, like, sometimes it's the first day, sometimes it's the second day. There's an audition where you, some of the judges come in and you learn a combo, usually like a jazz combo, and you do it. And, like, they watch. And then it's like, you know, and then they whisper and they, like, have to pick all their finalists and stuff. Very nerve-wracking. Very nerve-wracking. And you have to be seen amongst this crowd of, like, other kids who also just want to be there to dance and enjoy yeah. themselves. But um, so they, you know, pick out like who catches their eye and they call out your number and you stand and, you know, whatever. Um, so then, yeah, those people have their finalists and then sometimes they have to re-audition and sometimes they'll do like a ballet audition or sometimes they'll just be, you know, watched for the rest of the weekend or something like that. So everything's different. Um, but yeah, I would say one of the things that sticks out to me now as I left the competition circuit is like the hierarchy that like classes hold a competition. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain crowds that certain competitions attract. And within those crowds, people like students who belong to those, I guess, subscribe with those crowds have certain teachers who obviously they prefer. Um, so like I had my preferred teachers at com- at conventions. Where I was like, I can't wait for her contemporary class or her improv class or her, um, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like reinforces a lot of Eurocentric styles in dance, which is like a common problem that we see. Um, meaning things like contemporary and ballet are like epitomized, whereas like there's not a lot of room for hip hop. Mm-hmm. or jazz and those are often the like the filler classes yeah. or because yeah. there's so, there's so many like really talented people who would be amazing at hip-hop and who i would see at these conventions and just wouldn't be getting as much recognition right. because like the audition isn't usually like a hip-hop combination just mm-hmm. because of the way that the a lot of the competitions are set up so i thought that was always like kind of a shame yeah um and also just like jazz is often euros like made to be like whitewashed i guess for lack of better terms um since jazz like comes from like a root of like black dance practices um but that's not often talked about so i think it's different depending on your teacher um i've had some teachers who give them like more authentic jazz for sure mm-hmm. but um i've also been places where it's like not so much right um, and it's just a lot about the aesthetic or the look, which is also where I feel like we run into problem in convention. But sometimes I think that can get in the way of certain people feeling like they're getting a good education um, because there's so many people who come. So if you're not someone who comes often or is like a really big presence, you might feel like you're not being seen, um, Yeah. which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's hard because it's such a big place, but... Right. For sure, unfortunate. Yeah, there's definitely politics that go on, and there's definitely, you know, they like what they like, and they don't like what they don't like, and if you right. don't fit the mold that they want, odds are, you know, they're not going to see you, and it's kind of, it's a definite, it is a shame, and but it's just kind of how it is, but I think it's important to take that and not take it personally, but, you know, we say that now because we're out of that competition world, and it's easy for us to, you know, we're happy with where we are, and it really didn't matter, but when you're in that world and when competition is your life and you don't get chosen for a scholarship or something like that, you know, it's crushing. Um, It's, you know, you take it so personally because it's like, why didn't they like me? I, I thought I did good. Why did they like the person next to me? And it could be something simple as, you know, they literally just didn't see you. They didn't see you. And it's nothing personal. They're just, 
it's there's so many things that go into it and it's so important not to take it personally because each competition is so different you know I've been at some where yeah there's no recognition and somewhere I get a scholarship and it's you know you could dance the same at both of them and it's just really dependent on what they are looking for mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it can be very specific very specific and I would say that like not every I don't think this is the same for every competition like um we've been to like a few different conventions so we can't speak that this is like exactly how it is for each one there are some like really good redeeming qualities but um yeah yeah sure and I would take things so personally like even if it was a thing to call call people out call people on stage or have people do it and like as I'm getting older it's often it's not because it's not a personal thing like I would see someone which is it's sad because I would see someone be called out and be envious of them mm-hmm. instead of trying to learn from them and trying to see oh like, like what did the teacher really like in them like like let me learn um instead of being like oh like, they got called out and I didn't like that's not the attitude the teacher wasn't like I'm gonna call this person out and not them because I'm not gonna call Luke out because he's he's like I hate him like you know that's yeah. not what it was but it was like oh, I saw this really amazing thing in this person. Let's let's show it so everyone can learn, which I think is great. But yeah. my brain automatically goes, went to, oh, like, like, like they're doing it on purpose. Like, they don't like yeah. me. Or like, I'm not good enough. Yeah. But, think- like, that's not true. And I think that's kind of, like, what we, it's hard as, like, an adolescent to be going through a circuit like that. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's definitely something that comes with maturity, I think, because... Yeah, I think now that you're in college, it's a lot, it's not as competitive in that sense where, you know, you can watch someone and appreciate what they're doing and learn from them and not be envious. But when you're all competing in that world and you're young and that's all you care about, there's definitely jealousy. There's definitely, you know, you want that spot, you want that scholarship, you want that first place, whatever it is. And when you don't get it, it's upsetting when you think that you have it. It's Which is so something that's toxic about it. about it. So much energy was wasted on being upset. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I could have that energy back now, I would, I don't know, you know, it'd be. Yeah. But. But the past is the past. Past is in the past. Woo. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Something that <laughs> I wanted to talk about was. I got to work at a dance competition for a year when I was home between transferring schools. So I thought it'd be fun to give a little behind the scenes action of what happens at a competition because honestly, there's a lot that I had no idea goes into it. And it really made me appreciate the the staff at a competition because you really don't think about the staff when you're there. Mm. Um, at least if we're at a normal competition, not at a convention, because you're not, you know, being taught from them. You're just kind of there doing your own thing. But my position was I was a sales merchandise representative. So I was a person who, you know, stood at the front doors you bought merchandise from, checked in, entered titles for, everything like that. There's also, you know, an MC, there's tabulators who calculate scores backstage judges, manager, like there's a whole bunch. So pretty much getting a weekend, typically for us, you know, I would travel, you know, on a plane somewhere on a Friday, we would get to the competition, say Friday night. If we didn't have a competition on Friday, we would just set up all night or we would get there early Friday, set up, people would compete Friday night. And, you know, some nights, like they were long days, you know, you, one takeaway is appreciate the competition staff and be nice to them because odds are they're sleep deprived. You know, we would get maybe five hours of sleep a night. We would go to bed at, you know, two, wake up at six. It because was you gotta set everything up. Yeah. Set everything up, make sure everything goes off without a hitch. And I'm sorry, but dealing with dance moms is a nightmare. <laughs> um, nightmare. A nightmare. Not all dance moms, but a lot are just, you know, it's a lot. And do you have any stories? <sighs> no. Does it count? 
nothing specific I can think of. Just some people just, you just think, do they have common sense? <laughs> like, you know, basic respect when it comes to their child. I think a lot of people put them first, which is great, but they kind of put them first at the expense of others. And yeah, we definitely got mistreated sometimes and disrespected, but I kind of learned to just blow it off and not really <laughs> worry about it. Because my boss kind of knew. He's like, yeah, like, don't worry. <laughs> They're a little crazy. Um, entitled. And very entitled, yes. So, yeah, we did that all weekend. I was also in charge of, you know, placing food orders for the whole staff. Maybe, like, 15 people on our staff in one weekend. Getting all their food orders. Driving to... I was a pro at ordering Panera online. Getting Panera, bringing it back. Um eating at the weirdest times you know mm. um, and then we would usually fly home Ugh, our flights would be at mm, 5 a.m on monday morning so we'd usually have to we would get back to our hotel maybe by 11 or 12 after you know taking everything down wake up at 2 a.m wake up at 2 a.m for our flight I would get home maybe around 7 30 8 o'clock and i would just normally monday i would try and stay awake and then monday i would go to bed at mm, eight o'clock <laughs> literally like i would fall asleep at eight o'clock so sleep deprived yeah and wake up tuesday i would get like 12 hours of sleep that night and then i was fine on tuesday that was a period of time when me and luke would facetime on tuesdays instead of sundays because yes. i was always at a competition on sundays traveling because then wouldn't you have to, you would have to like tear everything down too, right? Yes. It was, it was exhausting. Honestly, more exhausting than competing. <laughs> competing. Especially the merchandise. We had, it was a lot of stuff, you know, taking it down. We had to load it on the truck. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, sometimes the competition wouldn't end till midnight. We couldn't start taking stuff down until people left. Take the stage on while they're dancing. <laughs> yeah, off the Marley, rolling the Marley. Oof. Ooh. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot that goes into the setting up a competition that you really don't think about. Because mm-hmm. you just show up and it's set up and you're like, okay, I'm here. Like, <laughs> I've arrived. But yeah, there's a lot that goes into the behind the scenes. Um, yeah, so definitely if you're competing, show the staff some respect because. Yeah. They don't need your attitude and trust me, the backstage workers, they know what's happening. You don't need to tell them 10 times that who's next, who's next. I'm here. Uh, they got it. They're smart. Ugh. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. And yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good opportunity. I learned a lot about, you know, dance and business and, I got to travel, which was one of my favorite parts. I got to go to a lot of places that I would have never been to if I hadn't done it. I met a lot of great people that I still keep in touch with. And yeah, great connections. Mm-hmm. So that's the behind the scenes. Sure. A little behind the scenes, a little sneak peek if you guys um, yeah. wanted to know. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sharing me. Of course. <laughs> some insight some insight some great time in my life um and some more insight into competition world is get in get lean in everyone lean make, in make, make sure you're it. listening it doesn't really matter <laughs> did you hear that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like <laughs> this goes back to the whole anxiety thing that we were talking about like Try, I understand it's hard, but try not to stress yourself out. Try not to try to remember why you're there and why you like to dance because that is what matters. You're there so that you can get better, so you can have exposures, you can have performance opportunities, you can enjoy your time with your friends, blah, blah, blah. You're never there to win. Hopefully, like, hopefully, you're never there to win or to get things, you know. Right. And there were, like, our teachers would would remind us that, like, Jolene Terry, if you're if you're listening <laughs> would always tell us like how like he was like you can buy one of these trophies you know you can go out and buy people it buy trophies Oof. <laughs> people do that yeah we sold trophies 
People bought them. A lot. <laughs> anyway. He's like, you can buy a trophy, but like, that's not, he's like, that's not why we're here. That's not why we're doing this. Um, he, he owns NYCDA, by the way. Great convention, has given me a lot. Very grateful. Yeah. Um, and he would remind us like, and, and also like other people who work there would say, like this, like when I, they would be past competition kids, they'd be like, when I was growing up, I thought this was everything. And if I didn't win, I'd be so distraught. But then I grew up and I, I didn't, like it, it didn't matter who won or who lost. Like what mattered was like the things that I had learned from from the classes. Like that's that's why you're there, you know? Joey Dowling would say like, there's people at National Shoot say like, every year there's gonna be someone who wins and then there's gonna be, um, whole other group of people who learn something you know yeah. or who like really win she's like those are the winners they take something home and obviously the winners who do win are amazing and like deserve that but um yeah like you're there to learn enjoy it yeah. it's not doesn't matter there's so many successful people who come back to teach at some of these conventions and are like i never won xyz here mm-hmm. i never was whatever but like you know ended up having a really good career and was grateful for the things um that I learned. So hopefully you can, yeah, try to yeah. learn all you can. Doesn't matter. You're there to be with your friends. Right. And if you are at the age where you're looking into colleges and you want to dance in college, we can both say from experience, you will never at a college, no one, no teacher or anyone, maybe the classmates there, if they're still obsessed with competition, I don't know, but no teacher will ever ask you, what competitions did you go to? Mm. What competition did you win? What titles <laughs> did you win? You know, show me your competition resume. No one will ever, ever ask you that. No. They don't care. They they care about the dancer that they're seeing in front of them. You mm-hmm. could have won five titles, but if they don't like the dancer that they're seeing, that you're not going to prove them wrong by saying, well, I won five titles at Star Power last year. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And this isn't this isn't to make you feel bad about any of right. those things. You worked hard for them. You should be proud. Yeah. But it's remembering that that if you don't get those things, it's not it's not everything. Yes. I you are as a dancer. Right. Yeah. I never was the dancer who got the like I didn't get any titles or first place, stuff like that. But like I still made it into, you know, a dance school that I wanted and I Granted, I'm not there anymore, but, you know, I... That's beside the point. <laughs> it wasn't competition that got me there, you know. Right. It was the training that... You do get great training from it mm-hmm. and rehearsal experience and performance experience from it, for sure. But I guess our point is the awards. The awards really don't yeah. have purpose. In the, in the moment, they do, and it was great to receive them, but... In the grand scheme of things, if you are not that student, for example, Jojo Siwa (laughs) (laughs) is probably one of the most successful, most wealthiest teenagers in the world, for sure. And she always says that she was the underdog. She never was the one who got called out for scholarships, whatever, as cheesy as it is. But look at her now. She's, we laugh and say how weird she is, but (laughs) you could, you know blow us away with her money yeah yeah you think she cares that maddie beat her at xyz competition no, she? she's rolling around her money right now and she's maddie cares that life. she beat jojo at xyz competition no maddie yeah, doesn't they're care. living their best life living their best lives so live your best life whatever that is but also that's the thing like competition is good and has like i i don't i don't think i would be who I am, like, no, today, yeah. if I wasn't for, not to say that, like, I'm such a good dancer, but, like, I wouldn't be, like, where I am or whatever without competition, like, and that's, yeah. like, you know, because of the training and because of the fact that it pushed me so much. Um, yeah, like, I like I remember, like, some of my best memories is competing, like, with my, my team, like, getting on stage and dancing with everyone, like, so amazing, and then we, like every time most of the times that we danced it was always like for the enjoyment of being like with each other um and like that's why it's so like special because like we would like i said senior year we would walk in with not the best attitude and we oftentimes were like we 
don't really want to be here. Like we don't want to, we've kind of outgrown this or we've whatever. But um, every time I would say we got on stage, we like really enjoyed just like being there. Cause we, we got to, we were like, we don't really care what the judges think. Like we want their criticism and we want to improve, but right now it's, we just need to enjoy being with each other. So yeah. competition definitely gave me that. Definitely gave me good friends. I met my roommate and my other best friend at school right now at a competition. And like when we met, we were just like acquaintances. But if it wasn't for that acquaintanceship, like we probably wouldn't be as close as we are. So yeah, it is very fruitful, but um, just don't get hung up in it. Right. Well, that goes to Luke. So what was, what is something your biggest takeaway? My biggest from- takeaway? Yeah. From the competition? Mm-hmm. My biggest takeaway is, um, <laughs> oh gosh. Hmm. want me to go? Yeah. Okay. So my biggest takeaway, I really think is just the bonds that I made and learning to work with other people. And I really think you learn a lot of discipline, not only for being a competition dancer, but just a dancer in general. I think I really learned a lot yeah discipline respect how to treat your teachers how to take directions you know know your place in class I think just a lot of basic manner mannerisms and qualities that you don't get other places I'm sure you get that in sports as well but we don't have experience with that but yeah not even and it was great performance opportunities I had I don't regret it at all. I had so much fun in the moment. Would I go back and compete now? No. No. <laughs> but um, in the moment, I loved it. I yeah. made great friends and I'm still friends with. And yeah, it was just, it was a great time. It was a great time. It's over and we wouldn't go back. Right. Only moving forward. Grateful for for what it gave us. I would say my biggest, t- I like that. I really love that. That's Thanks. Uh, yeah, it's really sweet. Um, I would say my biggest takeaway is, yeah, um, what it means to be on a team, what it means to be in a community. Yeah. Because um, even, like, how I relate to people who aren't on my team at other competitions or in the convention room when you're filled with so many people, that's definitely a learning thing. Like as a child, like being just like surrounded by these competitive people, like everywhere and just like dancers everywhere, like um, recognizing also like how beautiful they are and like how much you can learn from them. So community, teamwork and family. Yes. Woo! All right, guys. And that was the episode. Who I am now. Look at us. Look at us. We spent a whole hour together. Aw, yay, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening for to our hour. You guys are troopers. Um, <laughs> if y'all are comp kids like out there, hey. Hey. Yo, I'm really sorry if your seasons and competitions were canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, really sucks. Like, you know, but I'm hopeful that things will get back next year. Yeah. You all. Um, but until then, continue learning, continue growing, continue listening to our podcast. Yes. Listen to our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at girls with a Z. Just want to have fun. We, yep. and we're on Spotify. As you know, if you're listening to this right now, we have new episodes every Saturday Mm -hmm. and we love doing this and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and took some good information away and pass it along to your friends. Yeah, we hope to see you soon. We're going to do our final squeeze, which is squeeze your eyeballs really, really big on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Squeeze! (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.